Welcome to All In. I'm Rick Jordan. Today I'm the CEO of a large technology company, but in 2007, I lost it all. And now I'm here to share the lessons I've learned and the strategies my guests have used to build success from the bottom up. And in every episode, you'll get something to reach for and something to grab onto. Whether it's personal development, business, technology, or giving back, you'll be able to ignite the spark in your life to make that change and transformation so 10 years down the road from now, You'll be able to look back and say, I don't even know that person that I was. I'm so glad I decided to rise. I'm so glad I decided to stand up and actually begin to start to ignite the spark, to go all in. Hey, welcome back to All In with Rick Jordan. I am Rick Jordan. The show is all about making more money, doing more good, and having more fun. And today, I think we're hopefully going to do all three of those. Because I have my wife back, which is awesome. Jaina. Hello. What's up? Oh, a lot. What's shaking? A whole <laughs> lot? <laughs> there is a lot. There is a lot. But first, I want to say this. You know, if you listen to the show and you find some value from it, if this is a show that you're like, oh, my gosh, this is great, share it with one person. Just share with one person. If you listen to an episode like, man, that really spoke to me, that really resonates with me, share it with one person. That's it. That's all I'm asking. And now we're going to get into the needy-greedy. The needy-greedy. Yeah. I had one of the very first episodes that I did. It was a solo episode, just me. It was, I think, episode number three. And this might be good to go back and listen to before you watch this one, is balance is stupid. And I fully believe in that. Because integration is really where I come from, and I feel like right. I've sort of roped you into that a little bit right. too, <laughs> a little that, bit. that mindset. But still, it's just that's really the way of life. It's not a home life. It's not a work life. It's right. not a, a fun life, a hanging out life, a clubbing life, whatever. It's all supposed to be together. It's one freaking life. That's it. You don't punch out at five. And then you're just done. I mean, that just might be the way if you're working a line, a production line, which is cool. That's all good. And then you go home and that's just your schedule. But for the most that probably listen to this show, it's really when you get to that point, you just have to get your stuff done. And if it bleeds over into everything else, that's okay too. And you have to find ways to work everything else in together. And we're going through a bit of a time with that now. And I will let you talk about that and go into it whatever way you want because I'm curious because I mean we, we talk obviously right you know it's been less and less these past couple of weeks just because we're getting ready for the conference coming up yes. the all-in growth conference which mm -hmm. is just crazy awesome crazy stressful and crazy fun all at the same time but tell me we've just started a new journey with integration and today I don't want to I don't want to hold back because okay. everyone needs to hear the real real yeah they need to hear it really how, how this goes on because when you're doing integration, it's not, and I know I'm talking a lot here, but it's not, it's not easy. You know, you make it sound easier like, oh, you're trying to not, you know, because when you throw balance out the window, you're like, oh, I don't have to find a balance. You could look at that as saying, cool, this is actually simpler because it's just one life. It doesn't mean that everything is just all magical and happy right. and Harry Potter land all the time. You have to definitely be <laughs> intentional about how you spend your time and how to integrate because I think you do a great job with, you know, running errands and taking our kids with you. Um, 
But I want to go back to the beginning where you had the episode of Balance is Stupid. Because when I was listening to that episode, I wasn't completely bought into that that theory yet. I wasn't bought into that way of life. So I was listening to... This was like eight months ago, I think. Yeah, it was yeah, December. So just eight months ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was still learning how to to be the the all-in wife, you know, and have that all-in life of just everything is here and there. And we, I think it's kind of like a juggling act. And sometimes I call us the circus when, when we <laughs> enter a room, like the circus has arrived because sometimes that's how I feel like we are. Um, this week actually was the first week that we started the integration of, of homeschooling, I guess you could call it world schooling, travel schooling, I don't know. But we do an online academy, and it really helps because they're able to just take school with them wherever they go. But it's been very challenging. After I bought into the whole all-in life, I, I hate to say the word bought in, but, you know, I kind of, yeah, I, I guess I just embraced it. There we go. I embraced the all in life. I like that word better. <laughs> After I did that, I realized that our life was going to change. And it's kind of weird because I always knew, even years ago when our kids started school, in the back of my mind, I just always knew it was going to come down to homeschooling. And it was going to come down to, we have to say goodbye to the traditional way of life. But when that was, I didn't know. I just knew I was being prepared for this moment. <sighs> So I guess it was this summer that we decided we were just going to say, um, we need to, this time is now. It was earlier than that. It was, yeah, Yeah. it was during the last half of this past school year. Because the the summer we were looking for I think maybe that's when I finally came to terms with it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, all right, I guess this is it. I can't have a safety net of, oh, we could just go back to school. (laughs) That's when I just said, forget it. This is what we have to do. But I remember yes, more March correct. because at, at the movie premiere that we were at in L.A., my movie premiere, in case anyone hasn't seen it, it's on Amazon right now, too. Cybercrime, check it out. It's, it's pretty cool. It was done really, really well. There's a sequel that's it, yeah. coming up, too. There's my little plug for that. It. But, yeah, <laughs> it was good. It, it was interesting to me, too, being a part of that. This is a little bit of a squirrel. But it was a fun experience being in that. You know, and it was also fun to see because it's tech base, which is where I'm from. That's where my professional skills have been for many, many years. And seeing the other nine experts that were in the show, it was just interesting to watch the different characters and personalities of them yeah. and even the different knowledge levels. That was one of the things that was blowing my mind because even amongst the experts, there's still those that really just kind of outshine yes. others in that. But going there, I remember at the premiere – thinking, I'm so glad we're not doing traditional public school anymore because we were there and I knew this was going to happen. And this was my perspective from this because we started getting, I'm just going, this is my perception, my perspective, right? And I know you always like pull me back off the ledge when I say these things, but it was freaking hate mail from the schools. <laughs> they were sending us messages saying like, your kids are taking too many days out. They're missing too much school, you know, and then there was even calls from teachers that were saying, you know, we're really concerned about, you know, our youngest, Alec, his grades, his, our nine-year-old, his grades, like the dude's getting straight A's and always when they're out, they always get their work done. There was never any regression 
in their performance, in no. their scholastic abilities, in right. their grades at all. But I, I realize that it's like a state thing or something like mm-hmm. that. But what's not a state thing is the teacher calling you and saying, hey, I'm concerned about this when the kid's getting straight A's. Yeah. That was blowing my mind and really frustrating me. I'm still a little bit emotional about that because it, this is – it's. <laughs> I'm going to go on a rant maybe a little bit. I don't know if I've ever gone on a rant. But the public school system was made 100 years ago, you know, probably over that. It was made for everybody that was working in a factory. You know, manufacturing in the United States has declined so much now. It's a global economy, and there's not as many manufacturing jobs around. I mean, even during World War II, when all the men were away fighting, a lot lot of the women picked up the manufacturing jobs. It was still a huge part of our economy. Well, that was like 1940. <laughs> okay. This is next year's 2020. Things yeah. are totally different now, completely different. And the education system, in my humble opinion, is way behind where the world is and where the world is going. I was even on a, a curriculum board for a local tech school in the Chicago area, and I quit after two years because they wouldn't listen to me. That's not me taking my ball and going home. Guess what happened to that tech school? They shut their doors. They went out of business because they wouldn't listen. Yeah. I kept telling them that the curriculum is behind the pace that technology is changing. They were no different right. than any other junior college or university that had a tech program out there, and they need to be forward-thinking and have an accelerated program to keep up with everything. They wouldn't listen. It's the same with the public schools. The same freaking thing with the public schools. And then they get mad just because you're missing days. When our kids are out and they're they're working, I mean, we're on a vacation or we're at in Hollywood for a movie premiere, and they're doing schoolwork in the morning before we go to the premiere at night. Right. It's a different rhythm. And it's a more, if I were to say, it's a more current and modern rhythm, especially after seeing how they are with the online academy that they're a part of. It's like college-level work and college-level rhythms for online schooling. Right. And the amount of tech savviness that they are just assimilating is I don't even think that I'm that tech savvy (laughs) and I'm trying to figure it out with them, um, which of course is a good thing for me because I'm learning right along with them and, you know, keeping pace with them. And they are going to be so far ahead when they do decide if they decide to go to college or if they decide to be an entrepreneur, uh, they're going to learn that life much at a much younger age than trying to figure it out like we did. Yeah, they're going to learn that one way is not the way for everybody. And that's the same. And I'm not saying that er nobody should go to college. I'm not saying that nobody should go to public school because that fits for really the majority of of America still. And there's there's nothing wrong necessarily. I mean, I just told you everything that I feel that's wrong, right? But (laughs) there's nothing wrong necessarily with the purpose of it. Right. That's really what it is. The the purpose and really where they feel that people should go in the public school system and how to step through those levels through the higher grades and then into college and mm-hmm. and post grad and, and everything like that. That's that's okay for a lot of people. Right. And required for a lot of professions. Right. And the way that we are doing things for us isn't going to be for everybody. No, so, exactly. What we're doing is not right. for everybody either. No. Maybe for the majority of entrepreneurs. A lot, yes. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Well, because it's such an unconventional life. It is. And Can you talk about that a little bit, please? Because that's that's huge. Yeah. And I think you know, uh, 
there's a lot that feel that I've always said this too, and this is a, this is a difference for me too, because there's a difference between an entrepreneur and a business owner. Yeah. And for sure. the business owner, I feel, is usually somebody that breaks off because they think that they just don't want to work for anybody else anymore, but they're still doing the same job. They're still they're not really building a company. And the stats, this is stupid. I'm going to say this is freaking stupid, is that the average income that a small business owner in the United States takes home, I just looked this up when I spoke at Harvard a couple months ago, is $59,000. That's yeah. insane. Here's the straight truth. If you're going to launch a business, the business should not be a job. The business should be building a company because the purpose is to benefit more people than just yourself. Mm -hmm. That's why I started. I love payroll time. Yeah. I mean, you were doing it for a while. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I wouldn't sign Well, one of the businesses I signed paper yeah, checks, a security right. firm, because it was just a different type of business. And yeah. a lot of those just did not have direct deposit. That blew my mind in and of itself. But I would sign checks every two weeks. And I was like, awesome. That was a really a second job for most people and providing yeah. a lot of uh, supplementary income. Mm -hmm. And that was cool. I loved being able to do that to say, awesome, I just benefited this person's life. That was really the only reason. That company was not very profitable. No. But it provided, it was mission-based and it provided some supplementary income for over 100 people yeah. that were on the roster. Yeah. Um, so anyways, we're going to, right. <laughs> I no, got a, okay. I'm going on a lot of rants today, whatever. I'm very passionate about all of this. Oh, all of this. Are. Okay, where You're were very, we? We are unconventional. Yes, okay, we're unconventional. Well, what's funny is I read a, an article actually this morning because I like to read before I get out of bed. So I was reading an article about somebody who was like, I think that the word entrepreneur is abused because so many people want to say, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur when actually they're just a business owner. Yeah. And there is quite a difference because there is like a spirit of entrepreneurship. I mean, so many people that we're around embody that spirit. And then there's that, like you were saying, the business owner who just, oh, well, I don't want to work for somebody else. So I'm going to do the exact same thing. I'll just open a job. whatever. And then, yeah. yeah, that's all I'm going to do is just my job for myself. Uh, but our kids are seeing this. I, I kind of liken it to it's like an entrepreneur school, I guess. This yeah. school of life is this entrepreneur like life that. is like because they're learning how to self-regulate. They're learning how to self-pace. Uh, they're learning, okay, well, if they're learning to prioritize their schoolwork, um, if I have an hour here, then I could save this for that time. Um, I just saw Richard doing this yesterday, our oldest son, who's the twin. Um, he was like, okay, well, I have to save this science activity for tomorrow because I don't have enough time today. But today I had enough time to do, you know, four subjects. And then tomorrow I can just do this. And then there was a day last week, which was our first week, which was very rough <laughs> and tried my patience a lot. But he was like, okay, I'm falling behind this week in Spanish. Friday, I'm just going to take the whole day do Spanish, and then I'll do some work on Saturday. So they're learning also that, oh, well, sometimes you do have to do stuff on the weekend to be. Yeah, to get the to, job done, yeah. to achieve the results you want. Exactly. So that was, it was eye-opening, eye encouraging, even though it was a stressful week, but it was, it's yeah. encouraging. 
to see them learn that, okay, well, there is stuff that I have to do later tonight. Yeah, they're learning what – it was funny to me. I spoke at a, an event a couple of weeks ago, and there were other speakers there too. And someone said, hey, as entrepreneurs, you know, we don't punch in and we don't punch out. And somebody from the crowd of about 200 people said, well, we punch in. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was and that's, that's it. it. Yeah, you just decide that. Hey, I'm yep. starting. You punch in, that's... and that's it till the day you die. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was hard for me to to embrace that that whole thing with balance is stupid. But once I did, I thought things just started going a lot more smoothly. Even though it was hard, I mean, it's not an easy road, and. If you, Meaning it takes work. If you, well, yeah. Well, yeah, it takes work. It takes, and like I said earlier, yeah. you have to be intentional about yep. it. You can't just be like, oh, I don't feel like doing this today because you have no choice, basically. But like I said, I felt things were going more smoothly, even though it was difficult. Um, but it was, it was kind of like once I decided that, in a weird way that I'm not sure I could put into words right now. It was like I quit competing with you and I started working to complete everything that was going on. It was oh, like, wow. like it wasn't even a puzzle. It was just a system, like maybe a machine that was like missing a part and kept yeah. sort of breaking. But once I decided, all right, this is just, it's got to be this way or our life is not going to be how we want it to be. Uh, then it was like, all right, this is so cool. I'm able to be the all-in wife and have the all-in family because I'm no longer competing with my husband for attention or I'm no longer competing with my husband for, well, I have to do all this. It's, no, I'm I'm helping complete the work that you and I decided to build together. And then once I decided that, then, I don't know, things just started to take off and bloom and yeah. now you have can this I whole... clarify that yeah of that course. point too because it's not we are not in business together no. we don't we don't do business efforts together right because we would drive each other insane if we did if we did that I think so, I think in the way that we tried to before yes I, I wouldn't close off any possibilities in the future not that me neither yeah right so, so that when you're saying you know if we uh, what we're building together that really means oh, our family yes yeah absolutely yeah that, that really means the wholeness of our life right and which my businesses fit into that wholeness right you know and so like just just family and everything else mm -hmm. fits into that wholeness that is integration everything is included in that wholeness right and so when you say you're the all-in wife that's i mean i love the sound of that it's not that you are a part of business-wise what I'm doing, but you right. are a part of our entire life and the wholeness of that, which same are those businesses. Right. Yeah. Sometimes people ask me, how do I keep up with you? <laughs> <laughs> I say, I'm not really sure, but this is how I envision myself. You kind of paved the way. And then like I, take, <laughs> I take everything that like, you know, gets thrown to the sides and I make it fit into that path. And I think that's important because some people might be listening and, and thinking, well, she just gave up dreams or she sacrificed this or whatever. And I mean, we all, there's decisions that you have to make. But I just made the decision 
to to complete that life together. But it's not that I'm losing myself, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I'm not I'm not losing myself in this. It's kind of like I'm I'm finding more of my worth in in all of this. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> This is the first time I'm hearing this, everybody, which is awesome. You know that, but it's really cool because I mean, last year it was we talked about this a little bit on the first one. It was a really, really tough year for us, yeah, for our marriage because there was just a lot of things going on, a lot of exponential growth right. in, in all areas, you know, and there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of pulling against each other in that because we didn't know really where everything fit into the all in, right? <laughs> and now we're further on but that that's a good point too because it doesn't stop figuring it out how to be all in never ceases no it, it never you never actually figure everything to where you have a set plan going forward and i was talking to someone about this the other day the how and a lot of people get stuck in the how and that's why mm-hmm. they don't move forward with whatever it is you know I, i've never been that way I always just say, this is what I'm going after. I'm going to freaking figure it out along the way how to get there. And you just do. And for the the whole life, for the, the all-in life that we have, mm-hmm. for the integration that we have, I mean, I, I blow things up. you know, And that's good in a lot of ways because it, it helps blaze a path. Mm-hmm. However, what you're saying, because there's a lot of good pieces that might have been there that need to be pushed back into that path right. because it just pummels everything to the sides mm-hmm. as we're moving forward. And I appreciate what, what you do. I mean, I couldn't I do what I do if you didn't do what you do. Yeah. And it, it's hands down. That's how it is. Yeah. But you have to make that decision. Am I going to compete or am I going to complete? And once you make the decision to complete, then you yourself become complete. You have to make a commitment and just say, this is what is happening, and I need to find out how to make it work. And, you know, you we took we committed our lives to each other, so it's not like I'm going to be like... 18 years ago. 18 years ago, yeah. Just celebrated our anniversary this week. Yeah. So we committed that to each other, and it's like, all right, thick or thin, this is what we're doing. And I'm not going to, at the first sign of something getting hard, you know, we would have split up a very long time yeah. ago. We've talked about a lot of the difficulties, but there was something really cool that just happened yesterday. Can you tell the story of Alec with uh, oh, w- oh, what, yeah. what he was learning? This is some of the really cool things about what, what we right. do too. With the with the homeschooling slash not homeschooling. Yeah, it's really world schooling. We, you know, yeah. it, that's, that's the term that's being thrown around that I see a lot on the internet because the internet's right all the time. But uh, I mean, Duh. I don't. We're, but here's the thing, right? We're not at home right now. And exactly. It, a lot of the, you know, the baby boomer generation was really trying to warn us a lot about this too, and say, "Oh, your kids are not going to be social." I'm like, they are more social. They interact with more people than most kids that go to public school do. Yeah. Because I mean, they're they're interacting with world changers. I mean, like Naveen Jain, you know, like Dave Asprey, and the people who are just blowing things up in a good way for everyone else to benefit. And they're interacting with, with kids when they when they're around those too. But yet they're also learning how to interact in an adult world, mm-hmm. which I know a lot of kids will just go to tablets or they'll go to whatever, and then that's what happens because that's the rhythm of life mm-hmm. for them. Okay, but they are more social that I see than. Most kids in the entire world are because of that. And that's a benefit of that. But when they say homeschooling, right, 
I don't consider this really homeschooling. And I'm always no. somebody that's stuck in semantics. I get that. That's just who I am, you know, at clarifying exactly what things are. But it's not that because right now, they are in school, like right in this moment while we're recording yes, this show. They are, they are in, in school. Class, yes. They are in class, but we are not at home. Right. And neither of us are teaching them currently. They're right. in virtual classrooms, which is super cool, or they're on self-paced studies. Yep which is all using technology, all online, and th that's just how it goes. So it isn't really homeschooling where typically in the years past, I mean, I my best buddy growing up, you know, mm -hmm. I was best man in his wedding. He was best man in my wedding. Uh, Dan Cyprian, awesome dude. He was saying, you know, I don't believe in homeschooling and everything because he was. Right. You know, and so, so were his siblings. And it was way different back then because it was his mom that was there all day long that had to even maybe come up with a curriculum or order a curriculum and teach it. Mm -hmm. It was really just public school in a different setting. It was not a different way of learning. That's where I see the difference in everything that's right. It was just it's the same stuff. Right. Rather than in a school building, it's at home. That's not what we're doing. Right. Which is why things like yesterday can happen. And I'll shut up and you can tell because I think it's fun. I wasn't there. so you. you... <laughs> well, Alec, he's the youngest and he's in a blended program, which is partly online and then partly textbooks. We were going through a textbook and then it said, hey, look at this online lesson. So we're looking at this online lesson. It was in social studies and he's, we started going over the geography of the U.S. And we're looking at a picture and it's like, this landform is a mountain. And he goes, no, really? <laughs> <laughs> Then further down in the paragraph, it said, more specifically, this is Mount Rainier. And he's like, oh, that's cool. I go, want to see it in real life? And he's like, what? And I'm like. We're in Bellevue, Washington. We right are, now. yes. Yeah. So I'm like, let's go outside and look at it in real life. So we went outside. And I'm like, there you go. There's Mount Rainier with your own eyes. And he's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so we were out there for a few minutes and then came back in. And he's like. That was really cool. And then we were learning about the Cascade Mountains. And he's like, where are those? And I go, well, you remember our drive yesterday? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, those were the Cascade Mountains. We were driving through them. Literally like, drove through them the day oh before. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. So now he knows firsthand where the Cascade yeah, Mountains are. Yeah, it is more integrated schooling Mount because Rainier. it's he is being integrated. His education is literally integrated with the right. world <laughs> right. as it is, which is just evidenced by mm -hmm. yesterday. Mm -hmm. And then the previous day when we just took a two and a half hour drive to a fun little German-ish town, Leavenworth, <laughs> they have good sausages, really good sausages. But yeah, we drove through these amazing mountain ranges and it's, the, the, Cascade, it's the Cascade Mountains. And then he's learning about that in social studies. Um, I also wanted to say, when I was younger, my parents would take us on family vacations, and we would go to see a whole bunch of Civil War sites, which, you know, sometimes got a little old to my brother and me because we're kids. But I look back, and I, I understand a lot more of the Civil War and how it happened and how the way of life just because I was there. So when we would study it in school, I'm like, oh, yeah, I was just there this summer. I know. Or Abraham Lincoln, we only live three hours yeah. from Springfield, Illinois. And our kids are learning about Abraham Lincoln, and they're like, oh, yeah, I remember that from his house, or I remember that from the state capitol, from the old state capitol. Um, 
So that's just things like we're taking field trips to just go see these things that they're studying. And but, it's really cool. Oh, yeah. Well, they were able to come with us because you've been here with me before. Yeah. You know, the media, creative media group yeah. where we record. Amazing branding agency. Plug. And squirrel. Coming out here now, this is the first time our entire family has come with. Yes, it is. And they, they, yeah, it's been challenging. It has been challenging. It's been, this is the first week <laughs> that they've actually been traveling, but yeah. this was one of the purposes of integrating all this so that they could come along just like they came with to the movie premiere. Right. But that was removing them from school for that week, from public school for that week. So they were used to that because everybody right. takes vacations and mm -hmm. all that. But this is the same stuff that we do when we're in Chicago, you're going to be doing here. Right. You're taking school with you. That's yeah. what I keep trying to sit. School does not yeah. have a building anymore. It is not in yeah, our house. It is not school. in a school building. Yet. Yeah. It, it's been challenging just because there. I mean, like we started last week, you know, so there's that. We just started last week. So they're trying to figure all that out. They're trying to figure they're actually needing needing to retrain their brain and yeah. how they're learning just because they're learning online and they're not completely able to um, interact with the teacher right away. I mean, However, they have the teacher's cell phone number, so if they have a question, they can literally pick up the phone and call the teacher. Or text. That or is text. so cool. Yes. Yes. Or meet in a virtual classroom, and then yep. the teacher will go over things. Um, but it it has been challenging. We've hit some roadblocks. There's still things that need to be ironed out, you know, because I'm a system person. I'm like, you have to have a system for everything. Oh, yeah. You have to have a plan. system out of the water. Plan yeah, for everything. <laughs> So it's kind of like, okay, well, we got to sort of figure that out. But um, so it's been a learning experience for all of us. And definitely we will not forget it ever, <laughs> this trip. It's going to it's gonna be that way. Yeah, it's it's always going to be that way. And yeah. it's going to be a continuous learning experience with us. Because yeah, who knows? I mean, our, our youngest well, or our oldest two, our twins are in seventh grade, really. Well, see, I don't even know anymore because, I mean, the stuff like they're in 11th grade reading. You know, and they're learning things yeah. that are ahead of where they were in most subjects, right. were ahead of where they were in public schools, which comes back to my original point that public schools do not follow the pace that kids really need because they're still stuck in that systematic, they need to learn this this year and this next year because this is how it's always been. There's the last of my rant maybe for today. But our kids are accelerated. You know, I mean, yes, I'm biased and I think that they're smart, but they already knew more and could grasp more mm -hmm. than where they were at in the public school system. And all three of our kids are in grade levels, high, I mean, levels. I'm talking yeah. like Alec, five levels or sometimes even, but he's in fourth, technically fourth grade or something yeah. like that. Eight grades higher yeah. in reading. He right. is at almost college level reading, 12th grade reading as a nine-year-old. When he was told all these years by teachers that he was just slow reader, poor reader, could not read when his comprehension is just off the scale. He was not being challenged enough with the methods that worked for his brain, even though he was accelerated in that. And they thought that he was behind. And now he's picking The kid reads all the time and laughs. I mean, it mm -hmm. blows my mind. You know, yeah. that, uh, that never right. made sense to me. And of course, it didn't make sense because there was no sense to it. Now... They are learning at the pace that they need to, that the at the pace that really kids are able to kids are freaking amazing to me mm -hmm. because they can soak in so much. They're mm -hmm. sponges. And yet we put them on this path to where it is paced mm -hmm. to the 95 percentile of where most kids, at least whoever writes these stupid curriculums for public schools and the systems, 
are. And you know what? This is just who I am, and this is how I feel about the public system. You know, just like college and the technology, that's what, what I relate it to. How yeah. universities teach tech at a slower pace right. than what the world changes at. Yeah. That's how I feel about, in general, the public school system. It doesn't mean that that's a bad choice for any family that's out there. It means that if you have a lifestyle to where you're going after it, maybe there's probably a better choice. Mm -hmm. Or if that is your choice, that may be your only choice where you're at. And that's okay. Just try to get your kids into something else where they can learn at the pace that they can actually absorb the information and comprehend it. But also get them into something that they absolutely love. That's a great point. You know, PE, for example, because there's physical education requirements. For the state of Illinois, there is, yeah. Richard's been a competitive swimmer for what this is his fourth year, I think, something like third. that, third year. And he's amazing at it. And that is his PE. Right. He is there four to five practices a week for an hour each. That is his PE. Yeah. So it's not taking up time with all the other kids just because that's the only physical activity yeah. that the majority of the kids in the public mm-hmm. school get. He is able to go after things that he really loves and have it meet the requirements from our, our government mandates at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. Same with Fine arts, Alex, and guitar lessons. Yeah. Rather than sitting through a, a class, you know, that's whatever in public school, he's able to do something that he loves and enjoys. Mm-hmm. They are given choices now, so this is more freedom in that yeah. that that it's more contoured for each individual child. Exactly. Right. That's what I love about this mm-hmm. too. And Ariel's taking voice lessons, so she gets the same thing, and then there it is. And she, yeah, she's auditioning for Jasmine in a couple of days yeah. in Aladdin at, a, at an amazing theater uh, theater program Community that's around theater. us. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so great. I don't know where we can go from here because I know we're getting towards the end. But this is. Um, can you give everyone one thing for this? Because we've said so much, mm-hmm. and I feel like I could just keep going for an hour because there's so much I could talk about on this thing. Because I'm so passionate about this, and we've said a lot. I think there's a lot of golden <laughs> nuggets in this episode two, which is great. But if if you have listened to this first, go back and listen to Balance is Stupid and then fast forward to this one. I know I'm saying this at the end, but it, it, even if you listen to this whole thing, it's still a good one. I think it was episode three, if I remember right, one of the first ones that I did. So yeah. you can even see the evolution mm-hmm. because that was 10 months ago now, I think, when that one was recorded. And you can even see the evolution in our lives since then. You know, just by listening to where it was and understand that this is a continuous process. All mm-hmm. in is always a continuous process. Always All in learning. is a mindset, but the mm-hmm. process is going to continue to evolve. Yeah. I think that the biggest thing if you are thinking about, well, I mean, if you are an entrepreneur, not thinking about one, because I think, in my opinion, you're born with that spirit. You're born with a little bit of insanity. <sighs> yes. <laughs> that is a good word to use. Uh, embrace the unconventionalness of it and make everything in your life fit that unconventional life that you have. There it is. Not the opposite way, I think, is important. Don't try to make what you're doing fit everything else and everybody exactly. else's standard and traditional ideas. Right, and you can't care. You no. cannot care about what people think. Nope. You just have to do what's best for you. And if you have a family, do what's best for your family. You got it. You'll get pushback. I mean, uh, there's mm-hmm. family members of ours that were like, oh, boy, what's this? You know, another crazy idea that Rick has and but whatever. <laughs> and Jaina just goes and follows along. I know. That's how yeah. I... Squirrel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say about complete and don't compete complete. I don't mean that I just follow you along like a little puppy dog. No, you it's... make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, thanks, love. 
You're welcome, uh. dear. <laughs> <laughs> we never call each other these things at all. It's just fun to say, to mess with each other. There's a lot of interesting pet names, which I'll reserve for another time. And that's it. Thank you. Hey, thanks for going all in with me today. Subscribe to the show so you get the new episodes when they come out every Monday. Rate and review the show if you're listening on iTunes. Follow me on social media at Mr. Rick Jordan. As always, you can find links and references to anything we've talked about in this episode in the show notes. And finally, share this episode with someone who you think might be able to level up their life by listening. I am Rick Jordan, and I approve this message. There's one. I don't know why I've used this, but Pooper is one of the oldest ones. I have no I, idea I don't why. know why that is. It's just something that came. Janard Pickens is another one. Janard Pickens. Then there's the Russian version of you, Jenka Jordanovich.